glory to God. What he's done before, he'll do again. Amen. And it's exciting. We're living in the greatest time, brothers and sisters, that we could ever be alive because Jesus is coming soon. Amen. He's coming soon and he's coming for what? A glorious, victorious church, right? Not a sick church, not an anemic church, but a glorious and victorious church. And guess who the church is? It's not this building. It's you and me. Amen. And we got uh, one big assignment. Yeah. And you know, all know what that is, right? We got to reach out to the lost. We got to reach people and touch people with the truth of almighty God and the power of the Holy Ghost and bring men and women to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what it's all about. I said, that is what it's all about. Amen. And I'll tell you, we need to occupy till he come and whatever's going on in the world, the world's up and the world's down and the world's all around, right? And all things going on. But guess what? Jesus is steadfast. The father is steadfast. The Holy Ghost is steadfast. And the word of God that we have is steadfast. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Glory to God. And so we have nothing, absolutely nothing to fear. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we do welcome you today. Glory to God. As Pastor Don was saying that uh, make sure and uh, the ladies, because she needs to talk to you all afterwards and the men's advance, make sure and see this sign up here. And uh, you can ask more about that to either Brother Kimo or Brother Doug. But uh, it's about, uh, about this book we have downstairs. And for those that were not with us, uh, we gave this out about probably it's called tithing God's financial plan. We gave this out, I don't know, probably six, eight years ago or something like that. It's been a while. We've had it down the bookstore, but, uh, I felt impressed that, you know, brother Richard shared quite a bit on finances and supernatural giving and everything. And it all starts with tithing. And so if you don't have a copy of this, it's regularly five bucks, but you can have a copy. Just go see Peggy downstairs and she'll be glad to give you a copy. Okay. But I'd encourage you, even if you've read it and it's been a while, go back and read it again because one of the things you want to do is stay strong in what you believe, right? Uh, It's not something we used to believe. We believe it right now. Amen? So go ahead and see Peggy. This will bless you too. And uh, so many different testimonies about uh, how the tithing works and, and, uh, and people being blessed. So praise God. It all starts there. Amen? Amen? One of the things that the Bible tells us in Malachi is that God rebukes the devourer. Yes. So there's spiritual laws that are set in motion. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. So uh, praise the Lord. Let's give. Let's, let's honor the Lord. Father, we do thank you and praise you. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for the best jobs, the best business opportunities. We thank you for the best sales and commissions, yes. investments, Father. Yes. Helping us to be, as your word says, Lord, the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Lord, you're the giver of good things. You're the giver of good gifts. And Lord, we are so excited about what's ahead for us as we as believers occupy in these last days. Lord, you said that you wanted to bless us to be a blessing. And Father God, we thank you for your hand of blessing upon each and every one of us here in this church family. And thank you, Father God, for helping every person, tailor-making the guidance, Father God, that needs to be given to every person by the Holy Ghost. That each person, Father God, will prosper and be in health. Prosper and be in health. 
and be in health and be in health and be in health and be in health even as our soul prospers. And Father God, we thank you for every need met, every bill paid. And Lord God, uh, again, we thank you as a church family together for our own buildings and lands paid for in Jesus' name so we can further reach out to the harvest fields. And we give you thanks for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's stand to our feet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we are so thankful that the path of the just is as that shineth light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. And today, Lord, we thank you for once again the opportunity we have to come together in this place, worship you, stand up on the truth of your precious word. And Father, we are so thankful and delighted to be in your family. And Lord, we know that as we move forward in these last days, that, Lord, we can experience renewals, refreshings, and fresh endowments from you. And, Lord God, we thank you today for helping us to receive the word with all meekness of heart. That, Father God, it may build up our lives, strengthen us, change us, so that we can go from glory to glory and from faith to faith, and reach more people with the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for that, we do give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know Brother Jerry was going to sing that song, but I was quickened here to start out with this scripture here. We're going to get into what the Lord has for us today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We've got a seat right up here on the front row. Amen. Praise the Lord. Spring is sprung. <laughs> We, we were just talking about, you know, Tony, how that, you know, okay. Okay. See, they did set their clock forward. So it wasn't because of the clock issue. We, we, anyway, we, we'd had a little fun earlier because anyway, we won't go into that again. Amen. Amen. Well, you'd have still been 10 minutes early. Okay. Anyway, some of you got it, but okay. All right. Well, I'm just having a little private revival right now myself. <laughs> anyway, but praise God. What, when, uh, when he was singing that song, I was just quickened here. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. And it is so apropos, that verse, but also the ones that follow this. And we need to have these highlighted, underlined, and... Pointed out to us once again here, I believe, as we start today. Proverbs chapter 4, and it says there in verse 18, it says, But the path of the just, let's say that together. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Now, when's the perfect day? When Jesus, when we see Jesus, right? Amen. The way of the wicked is in darkness. They know not at what they stumble. And then into verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them. Everybody say, keep them. Keep them. Keep them. What does keep them mean? It means keep them, right? Keep them. That means don't let go. It means to hold on to, right? 
keep them in the midst of thine heart. Why? For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. I like that, don't you? How much of their flesh? Health to all their flesh. Now say it. Health to all my flesh. Health to all my flesh. Health to all my flesh. Hi, brother. We got a place right for you right up front here. Amen. Glad to have you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But it's health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. So if you have something going on in your body, what is this? It's health to it. Everything. 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 Doesn't matter what's trying to plague you. Right? Doesn't matter. Glory to God. I didn't have this particularly written down in my notes, but I did send this as a text to someone earlier today because they asked me about this. Now, you know, in Matthew eight seventeen, how many of you remember that scripture? Right? How many of you remember that? Matthew eight sixteen and 17. Can you put that up there, son? 16. Look what it says here. I need to throw this in here too. It says, when even was come, they brought unto him, this is speaking about Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. So words are powerful, aren't they? Yes. Words are powerful. His words, right? And his word on our mouth. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed how many that were sick? Oh. Would that be you? Yep. If you were that day, if you were there that day, you would have been healed. And today, this word is just the same. Amen. Okay? So... And Matthew goes on to quote from Isaiah. Most of you are familiar with this. And he goes on to say, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Yes. So as one has aptly said, they said, what he took we need not bear. What he took, we need not bear. In other words, what Jesus did for us at Calvary, there's no reason that we need to go back and reinvent the wheel and try to help him do something that he already finished completely. Now, with everything going on now, the coronavirus, everything, all the, the, the blasting of the news media and all the fear, and we're going to get into this in just a moment, but it all is to radiate fear. Because disease and plagues is nothing new. And we as a Christians, we as Christians have the right to enforce the authority that Jesus gave to us, that the devil's underneath our feet. And because the devil's underneath our feet, sin is underneath our feet. And because sin is underneath our feet, so is sickness and disease. Amen. Right? Yep. So I want you to notice there, verse 17, it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, that's Isaiah, the prophet saying himself took 
our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Now, it's interesting here because in my studies, now, been a long time back, uh, not particularly what I'm about to tell you where I discovered this, but that is a very interesting word, infirmities. Everybody say infirmities. infirmities. Now, are you ready to shout? Amen. Amen. It's okay to shout in church, Amen. right? Amen. It's okay to shout, Amen. right? Amen. There is a shout that does get heaven's attention. But the word infirmity, of course, it means weakness. It means weakness. But it also means some other things. Are you ready to shout? Now, the word infirmity means weakness, as I just said. It means the quality or state of being infirm, especially an unsound or unhealthy state of body, of the body, weakness, feebleness. Now, you remember what Psalm 107 says? Or Wait, maybe it's 109, but it's in there anyway. All you Bible scholars can find it, I know, real quickly. But it says, he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among their tribes. Amen. Now, he brought them out of Egypt, right? The Egyptians were partakers of the plagues. The children of Israel had perfect protection in the land of Goshen because God was on their side and he was their protector, right? Amen. Now, is God still on the throne? He sure is, isn't he? So what do we need to fear? If he's our God, if he's my God, if he's your God, then we don't have anything to fear, right? So let me go on here. So it says weakness, feebleness. Now, infirmities, particularly, it means an instance of weakness specifically, a physical weakness or defect, frailty or ailment, as from old age. Let me read this again. I don't, think, I don't think enough people here that are past 30 got a hold of this. Who, who's past 30 here? Okay. We got two young men on the back row. They're not past 30 yet. You're past 30? Okay. All right. Now get the, You got to hear that. You got to get this, right? This is so exciting because... It, it, it's right here. It's right here. We don't have to go back to the Greek. Don't have to go to the Hebrew. We got it right here in English. Amen. This is out of Webster's. 20th century unabridged. Right? Let me read this again and then you can shout. A physical weakness or defect. Frailty or ailment. As from old age. A moral weakness or defect even. Glory to God. Any debilitating thing or imperfect thing or failing thing. Woohoo! Glory! Now think about that. Any failing thing. Well, we know one of the things that he's redeemed us from, according to Deuteronomy 28, is that he's redeemed us from failing eyesight. He's redeemed us from failing eyesight. I said he's redeemed us from failing eyesight. I said he's redeemed us from failing eyesight. Amen. 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 So here's the deal. A lot of times people, 
because of the news media, once again, not just because of the coronavirus. It just all didn't start with the coronavirus. They come up with all kinds of different things that radiate fear. For example, you, you turn on the TV and they come up with something new all the time. Telling you, you know, research and study, you know, if you have this ache or you have this pain, it could be this. It could be that. And they start telling you all of these things. And so subliminally, you start taking that in. If you listen to that very long and you start allowing that to infiltrate your thought process. And then you start having a level, not just of awareness, but expectancy for that to begin to begin to play out in your life. That's why the Bible tells us to guard our heart for out of it are the issues of life. We have to guard our thought life. We have to guard what we put in front of us because if we don't, then we allow open season to happen in our mentality. We start thinking wrong after a period of time. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. See, when we're trusting in God, truly trusting in him, we're not afraid. We're not afraid. I said, we're not afraid. But don't you like that? I just, I just, I I just, just so much enjoy. It thrills my heart being I'm past 30 now. I have been for a few days, uh, years, but a physical weakness, defect, frailty, or ailment as from old age. Now I did not make that up. It's right here. See? So I took a copy of it from my, huh? Psalm what? This? No, this is Webster's. Oh, that's Webster's? Yeah, this is right out of your, well, I don't know what. No, but this is Psalm 105, 37. I knew it was in there. Yeah, he brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble. Now, why is this so important? Because the Lord wanted me today to, this is all extra. I didn't know we were going to get into this, but I don't take back any of it, right? Amen. Isn't that a blessing? Now, because we're going to talk about fear here in a moment, because this is what happens. People get afraid. People get afraid. Oh, well, you don't know what's going to happen. No, I do know what's going to happen. Now I may be tempted. I may be tested. I may be challenged because symptoms are trying to come on my body. Right. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. We live in this world, right? But things will try to attach themselves to us. And that's why we have to learn how to stand resolutely against these things. Yes. And, the, and the first initial thing we need to do is understand that faith in God replaces fear and that we shouldn't be afraid. Right. Even when something's trying to assail our body and trying to come against us, you say, no, you don't in the name of Jesus. No, you don't in the name of Jesus. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it is sad that people have died because of the coronavirus of course, and people around the world. And, you know, there's something going on all the time. You know, several years back, the Ebola plague was, was going on, right? And I don't know how many thousands of people died from that, especially over in Africa. But the fact of the matter is, plagues come and go and come and go and all kinds of dreaded diseases. And with each new disease, because they get new strains and they mutate and all this kind of thing, With each one of those people, oh, 
You hear the latest. Listen what's going on now. And so people in the world, they have no choice but to listen to them, the people, the news media, and get their information from medical science, and that's as far as it goes. But we as Christians, we have a different source of information, Amen. and information that never changes. I said it never changes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So think about this for those that are past 30 again. So it says, frailty, ailment, a physical weakness or defect, as from old age. In other words, something that is, comes as an onset of old age. Is anybody getting happy? Amen. Hallelujah. Because whether it's rheumatism, arthritis, bursitis, all these different itises, right? Reminds me of, you know, the, all those that came against Israel, you know, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, Jebusites and all the ites. The yeah, the parasites, <laughs> the termites, right? But all, these, but all these different things came against them. And that scripture there in Psalms 105, right? He brought them out, he forth, talking about the children of Israel, also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Now, if three million people, they estimate three million people at least, came out of Egypt. Okay? And not one feeble one. Hallelujah. Not one. Think on those things. Think on that. Not one. Not one. Is that supernatural? That is supernatural. You say, well, I just don't, you know, I don't people, this happens to them and that happens. Things do happen. But don't judge God based on somebody else's experience. Don't start putting God categorically in a position to where, well, this didn't, this person was believing, but you know what? You don't know what God will do. You don't know whether he's going to hear your prayer. You don't know whether he's going to come through. Don't start believing that. Don't start believing that because you'll get into trouble. I said, you'll get into trouble. That's why the Bible is true from the beginning. The Bible says his word is true from the beginning and to the very end. It'll never change. So when all of these things, and as I said a moment ago, so you hear all these different reports about people who are, you know, telling us what they want us to hear. Because you know what? Have you ever noticed it recently about how many ads, if you watch television at all, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, I'm just saying be careful what you watch, right? But even if you're watching something, it seems generally fine. They have all these advertisements about all these different medications. (laughs) They got something for everything. Well, you know what? We got something for everything. I said, we got something for every something. It's called the word of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Think about that. I think of the scripture in Isaiah. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I condemn it. I stop it. I do something about it. I don't allow it in my house. Right? So, so when that, when that stuff starts coming and heading my way, I mean, and you know, always it's the PS, it's the footnote that they put in there that, well, you know, this can cause these side effects. 
and it lists you all these side effects in fine print. Then they don't put it on the screen long enough for you to actually really realize what this stuff is. And then, you know, even untimely death, you know, or early death. And they don't even put that, right? Is that right? And so what you do is you start feeding that in there, and it's just, what is that doing? That's radiating the spirit of fear. So they're telling you on one hand to take it, and put the other hand, but this is what's going to happen. I mean, it may make you better here, but over here you're going to lose something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll cause you suicidal thoughts. It'll do this. It'll do that. I mean, all this stuff. And so... But guess what? We know the one who knows all that never changes. Right? That's right. There's, you take God's medicine, there's no complications. No harmful side effects. Right? Okay. There's benefits, no side effects. But think about this in relationship. We have coronavirus, but that's why I love this. Himself took my infirmities. Himself took your infirmities as a Christian. So why would we want to bear what he already bore 2,000 years ago, right? Now, it's knowledge of the truth that sets us free that we activate in our life. Now, how do we activate it? Well, first of all, we have to receive it, but then we have to release our expectation, release our expectancy by what we say. So if our words are stout against God, we could have knowledge of the truth and yet be nullifying the effects thereof as far as my own life because I don't take it to heart and I don't put it in my mouth and I don't say what God said about it. Because if I say what God said about it and I have that word in my heart in abundance, guess what? Because words are creative and destructive. If I release God's words, they're going to create a creative force working inside of my physical body, the temple of God. And so guess what's going to happen? Disease has got to go. Sickness has got to go. Now, some things you'll, you'll, you'll be tested. You'll have things thrown against you, all kinds of stuff. But guess what? Do not, do not get into fear about it. Don't get into fear because fear has torment and it tortures a person when a person is, is, is fearful. Second Timothy 1 7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. When we were coming back from Tampa here a few weeks, a month, whatever, a month and a half ago or two now almost, I, I saw people in the airport and I, and this is, I'm not, wasn't trying to be, you know, outrageous or anything, but people had masks on walking all around and stuff. And so I went up to the, I went up to the, uh, the lady at the, uh, at the gate, and I said, you know, I paid for my ticket. Don't I get a mask too? <laughs> I was just joking. She said, no. I said, what? And, and this was, you know, I guess, you know, with all this going on in the background with the coronavirus and stuff, and I'm not making fun. I just, I thought it was funny because when you see somebody with a mask on and then they got goggles on and stuff like that, what are you thinking? Have we been gassed or something? I mean, you start thinking, what, what's going on? What do I miss, what I miss out on? So I was just asking her. I said, you know, I, I didn't get my mask. <laughs> Am I missing out? She said, no, no, we didn't, we didn't issue those. <laughs> Another mask you don't want to have, you know, or be on the, is one on the airplane that drops down. Uh, yeah. when you, got the, you don't want to be on that ride either. I mean, you want the air, oxygen, but you don't want that mask. <laughs> oh, but... 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Who, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeems thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee thy life with loving kindness and tender mercies. Psalm 103. Who redeems thy life from destruction. Now see, it's not, you'll, you'll be attacked. You'll have things try to invade your life, invade your physical body. You will be tempted to get sick. You will be tested, but don't receive it. Like Brother Richard was getting into, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? Which report are we going to believe? The Lord's report or the doctor's report or the news media's report? And we already know about the news media, don't we? Pretty well. A lot of fake news, a lot of stuff out there, misinformation, right? But I like that. Frailty or ailment as from old age. <clears throat> well, you may be young now, but if Jesus tarries his coming and you live on, you will one day be faced with getting older, right? And guess what you, do you need to know as a Christian? You need to know what the promises of God are. You need to know that you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, that you've rede been redeemed <clears throat> from every infirmity that would try to beset your physical body as long as you are in your earth suit on planet earth as a Christian that you are entitled to, and it's a good entitlement, of rights and privileges that belong to you because you're a child of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So all of these things associated with old age. Well, you know, I just can't, you know, I just can't. And that begins the downfall of many a good Christians. I just can't. I can't used to, I can't do what I used to do. I can't, and they start rising the level of their awareness and their expectation. That's right. I can't, I can't, you know, <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. Can't never did anything. By your words, you're con condemned or justified, the Bible says. It's like one saying, you know, success comes in cans, failures in cannots. Bible, generally speaking, this is generally speaking, he's talking about finance and things, but over in Philippians it says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do it. Say, I can do. I can do. I can do. So when these things, I'm encouraging you today, brothers and sisters, that when these things try to start assailing your body, stop them. Stop them. You get up in the morning, oh, man, I'm in so much pain. I think I told you this story about my brother-in-law. Led him to the Lord over the telephone. Got him filled with the Holy Ghost over the telephone 14 years ago. 14 years ago. And uh, he's serving God today. But at the time, he had some incredible debilitating conditions in his knees. He uh, was in the water business, and he carried those five-gallon jugs. How many of you know 
those five gallon jugs, that's about like what, 40 pounds each? 40 pounds, yeah. 40 pounds, mm -hmm. eight pounds for a gallon, right? Yep. And he would carry a couple of those running up and delivering them. And he did this for quite some time. And he just shot out his knees. He was getting cortisone shots in his knees as often as he could because the pain was so unbearable that he just, a lot of times he just couldn't, and just getting out of bed and just getting on his knees are just like, oh, they're so stiff and they hurt. Well, after he got saved, I said, now, Jonesy, I said, you need to start taking God's medicine. You need to start applying this. So he took the healing scriptures and he began to, like the ones we got downstairs, and begin to take them like you would normal medication. <clears throat> And morning and night, <clears throat> confess the word of God. And you can see those downstairs. And this went on for, I forget now how, how long, not that long a period of time, a few, few months. And then one day he got up and he was just like, there's no more pain. And he checked out. It just all of a sudden it dawned on him. <clears throat> there's no more pain. And he took off running around the house, totally pain-free. And they couldn't give him any more cortisone shots because I guess if you have too many of them, what it does, it starts to, it can cause some type of infection or something. Huh? Deterioration or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But anyway, but glory to God, guess what he is today? He's still pain-free. Just because of... As it says there in Proverbs, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for their life to those that find them, and what? Health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. So if you start feeding on the right things, God's truth, God's word, God's medicine, and start building that on the inside of you, it's going to affect your physical body. Now, again, you'll be attacked. You have to, sometimes you've got to stand for a while. Having done all the stand, stand, yeah. right? I've had to stand for things in my physical body. So it's not, there's, don't, it doesn't mean you've committed some type of sin. Sometimes you have to stand, right? And sometimes something's already been invading your body and kind of overtaken it, and you really haven't got underneath it, so to speak. You've got to stand for a while. Same thing's true when you believe in God for finances or something else. Sometimes you just got to stand for a while and not change. Right. Having done all to stand, stand, it says in Ephesians 6. Amen. Amen. So as you, as you, each day, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says, The outward man perisheth, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The inward man's renewed day by day. Well, how do we renew that? And strengthen our inward man by feeding it on God's word and then exercising it. So if you'll stay steady with that, that's good medicine. That's gospels. That's gospels. The gospels work. They're a good pill. I said, they're a good pill. I said, they're a good pill, right? And they'll work. But the word works if we work it. But we have to take it. If you take the medicine that the doctor recommends and you take it home and you just put it on the, the shelf or put it in the cabinet and you don't take it and it's supposed to alleviate this or that in a good way and you don't take it and then you go back to him and say, well, it's not working. He's going to look at you. Well, have you been taking it according to directions? 
right? And if you say, well, no, I haven't, but, you know, I thought if I looked at it that it'd be okay. He's going to say, no, it doesn't work that way. <clears throat> if it's put it on your skin, take it externally, whatever, you do it that way. If you take it internally, then you do it that way, correct? But if you take it, it's supposed to, in the natural, help you alleviate a, 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 a symptom or something like that, right? But now God's word, you take it according to directions, you take it internally. I said you take it internally, systematically, every day, feeding on scriptures, the right promises of God, the things that God said to you. Then what does that do? That's an instigator of strong faith. What you're doing is you're feeding yourself on the right spiritual diet. <clears throat> See, if you have a diet of, of, of fear by listening to what everybody else says, <clears throat> then that's going to cause you trouble. I said that's going to cause you trouble. And there's so many people, precious people. This is a great opportunity for ministry right now. Did you know that? Because there's so many people afraid. They're like, what's going to happen next? Who's going to find the cure? Is there a cure? How many people are going to die? Is anybody going to die in my family? Is anybody? And again, I'm not making fun of it. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that that's how fear radiates itself. That's right. Because it starts then pretty soon. Well, you better not go there because you might get sick. You better not go to the store because you might get sick. Right? Pretty soon. Oh, you better stay at home. Close the shades. Turn off the lights. Don't touch your face. Batten down the hatches. Yeah, don't touch, don't touch your face. How you doing, brother? <laughs> See, he's not afraid. No, but it, it's so true because people, you go in the store and it's just, to me, it's, it's comical because people are like, you know, people, you go, you, you go in the store and people are maybe have their card here and people are kind of like they have a mask on or stuff. People kind of go around them like this and look at them like, oh, I wonder if he's got the disease. Right? How many of you seen that in the store? Have you just been an observer? I like to observe things and watch the reaction to people sometimes when you go shopping and see what all <laughs> they do. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they got hand wipes and all this kind of. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't. I, I, one thing I don't do, I, I just absolutely, unless I'm, I don't like to touch knobs, doorknobs. I just don't. The toilet handles, my foot. <laughs> if they don't have a sensor on them, right? Yeah, just take a paper towel and just, you know, take, go ahead and. Grab that door handle. That's what I do. Son, Wash your hands. My son says, this is funny. My son says, I, I don't want to get that coronavirus. So I don't even want to go out in public. But when I go out in public, I, I go out there and I don't want people coming right up to me. So I go. <coughs> oh, that's one way. And he said, they just stand very far away from me. That's one thing. That's one way to get rid of people. <laughs> No weapon formed against me can prosper. No weapon formed against you can prosper. But what you see, what you say is your face speaking. What you say is your face speaking. So if you go around saying, I I hope I don't get that. You've already opened the door right there. I hope because hope so, maybe so. You never know. There's supernatural hope, and that's confident expectation about the future. But I hope, 
way people use it. I hope, I hope it all works out. I hope this doesn't come. So I encourage you today, the spirit of fear, God has not given to you. Psalm 118 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I will call upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me, and he set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So I'm not saying don't get vaccinated or don't do whatever. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying go to the Lord first. I'm not saying don't wash your hands. You should wash your hands. I said you should wash your hands. Especially if you went to the bathroom. I mean, but wash your hands. I mean, that's just how... Did you know in the Old Testament, one of the things is that uh, about washing with running water. Did you know that's in the Bible? Absolute truth. Washing with running water. Why? Because you don't reinfect yourself. Because if you have a little pan there and you're just washing your hands in the pan, you're reinfecting yourself all the time. Right? Amen. Just something to think about. So, all these phobias that people get afraid of. The phobia of change. Going to the doctor. Small places. Heights. Darkness. Falling. Water. Motorcycles, marriage, doing something new, being alone, bugs, flying, on down the list. All these different things, viruses, all these different things, getting sick. Well, you know, somebody in my family had that, and they died. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, but guess what? God's word never changes. And so it stops right there. You can have a whole line. You you see this try to invade because the devil will get a hold of people's mindset like like ladies that get breast cancer or men prostate cancer or they have it quote unquote in their genealogy in their family tree and what happens is great grandpa grandpa dad they all had this guess what I'm not having it I've been redeemed from the, any type of generational curse you have been redeemed from any type of generational curse. The only way that a curse can come on me is if I invite it to come in. I know, I know several people who had in their lineage, men had heart attacks at a young age and they died. And I know one friend of mine, his brother died his da- before he was 40. His dad died before he was 40. And he said, that's not happening to me. And guess what? He's about 65 now. He's not dying. He's not dead. He's very much active and alive and healthy. Amen. But you see, what happens is, is people start getting into this false belief system that just because it's part of my family lineage, that 
that I should start to, you know, be afraid or be aware. Or, and again, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm just saying don't let that usurp the authority of the final authority, God's word. Don't let it come in and invade you by the spirit of fear and start directing you to do things that really precipitate fear being heightened in your life. Because yes, fear, fear torments you. All these different phobias, phobias. Thank God we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Look at this. Look at Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Is this helping you? Amen. I pray to to the Lord God Almighty that every person in here will stand fast in this, even if you have some type of symptoms that try to come to you. And I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm just saying put first things first. Go to the Lord. Go to him and say, Lord, I've got a covenant with you, and you've redeemed me from this, and this this is a total invader. In my body. It's a total invader on my property. It's a total invader in my family. And I am not going to stand for it. Because you didn't stand for it. You died for it. Fear is a manipulator. It makes us weak. It takes away our strength. It opens the door to the devil's will. It takes away our life. It will wrongly lead us. And motivate us to do the wrong things. Fear is not a friend. It is a foe. But we have to make a choice to not give in to the spirit of fear. Because fear brings you into bondage. It holds you hostage to something that you really don't want. Fear is never your friend. Fear is negative meditation. Worry is negative. What does tomorrow bring? What's going to happen tomorrow? Look at Matthew 24. Look what it says here. It says here, look at this. The disciples are asking Jesus about the sign of the things that were to come to pass in the last days. The sign of his coming, the end of the world. Jesus said in verse 4, he said, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and what's next? Pestilences. Pestilences. It's right there in the Bible, isn't it? Pestilences. I'll give you the definition of that in just a moment. And earthquakes in divine, in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, Right? Now, what is, so what is a pestilence? What is a pestilence? It's a fatal epidemic. It's a fatal epidemic. That which produces a plague, right? And that's what is on right now in a heightened awareness. But all, as I said before, Ebola and so many different plagues through the years, yes, they've taken people out, you know, um, what's the other flu? The, the Ebola, swine flu, bird flu, all these different ones through the years. And now this one is like epidemic proportions, which actually 
It's not what, what they say it is, for one thing. It's not nearly as, as bad as some of the worst plagues that we've ever had on the face of the planet Earth. Yeah, the bubonic plague, for one, and others. Now, what's interesting is, is that, for example, the bubonic plague, now it, bacteria gets in and, and it uh, gets into the lymph nodes is what it does, and the uh, fatality rate's somewhere between 30 and 60%, right? Now, back when they had, it was, there was, that was on back from 2010 to 2015 in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Listen to this. And there were over 3,000 cases and almost 600 deaths back then. Now, that's pretty recent times for the bubonic plague, right? But what's interesting is, is that Ebola, as I mentioned ago, last year there was almost 1,800 deaths in Africa and Asia and South America. Right? And so this is nothing new, as I said a moment ago. Now, John G. Lake, how many of you remember John G. Lake? I want to read something about his testimony about what happened during the bubonic plague in the early part of the 1900s. Okay? Because this is something that was on the earth working, trying to be destructive as it is in people's lives. But John G. Lake had revelation concerning the source of this and his authority over it. Now listen to this. His testimony was, Now watch the action of the law of life. Faith belongs to the law of life. Faith is the very opposite of fear. Fear has the opposite effect in spirit and soul and body. Faith causes the spirit of man to become confident. It causes the mind of man to become restful and positive. A positive mind repels disease. Consequently, the animation of the spirit destroys disease germs. And because we were in constant contact with the spirit of life, and I, I and a little Dutch fellow with me went out and buried many of the people who had died from the bubonic plague. We went into the homes and carried them out, dug the graves and put them in. Sometimes we would put three or four in one grave. We never took the disease. Why? Because of the knowledge that the law of life in Christ Jesus protects us. That law is working because of the fact that a man by the action of his will puts himself purposefully in contact with God. Faith takes possession in his, of his heart and the condition of his nature is changed. Hallelujah. Instead of being fearful, he is full of faith. Instead of being absorbent and drawing everything to himself, his spirit repels sickness and disease. Now, John G. Lake, if you don't know, had a tremendous healing ministry at the early part of the 1900s. The spirit of Christ, as we go on, the spirit of Christ Jesus flows through the whole being and animates through the hands, the heart, and from every pore of the body. During that great plague that I mentioned, they sent a government ship with supplies and corpse of doctors. One of the doctors sent for me and said, what have you been using to protect yourself? Now, the doctor's asking Lake this. Our corpse 
has this preventative and that which we use as protection. But we concluded that if a man could stay on the ground as you have and keep ministering to the sick and burying the dead, you must have a secret. What is it? You want to know? (laughs) I answered, brother, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Get this. I believe. Say, I believe. Now, that's, this is what Lake said. I believe that just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God so that his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, that no germ, no germ will ever attach itself to me. For the spirit of God will kill it. Amen. Glory to God. And to that I say, amen. amen. He asked, don't you think that you had better use our preventatives? I replied, no, but doctor, I think that you would like to experiment with me. If you will go over to one of these dead people and take the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, then put it under a microscope, you will see masses of living germs. You will find they are alive until a reasonable time after a man is dead. You can fill my hand with them and I will keep it under the microscope. And instead of those germs remaining alive, they will die. Get this instantly. They will die instantly. They tried it. Here's the punchline. Are you ready? They tried it and found it was true. They questioned, what is that? I replied, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When a man's spirit and a man's body are filled with the blessed presence of God, it oozes out of the pores of your flesh and kills the germs. It oozes out. It oozes out. Hallelujah. I like that. It oozes out. It just is. There's a constant trickle. There's a constant flow. It's just oozing out. What's oozing out? The life of God. I love that song. I've got the life of God in me. I've got the life of God in me. I've got his life, his nature, and his ability. I've got the life of God in me. Amen. See, that's a quote right out of Romans chapter 8. So he, they found it to be true. It oozed out. Suppose, on the other hand, my soul had been under the law of death, and I were in fear and darkness. The very opposite would have been the result. The result would have been that my body would have absorbed the germs. These would have germinated disease and I would have died. Which would we choose to do? What do we choose to believe? Whose report do we choose to believe? Every disease, germ, virus, bacteria, that's an invader illegally in my body dies instantly. That's what I say. That's what I believe. Every disease, germ, virus, bacteria. Now see, as the scripture says there in Mark 16, you remember when he said, you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. How about if you ingest or eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. How about if you touch any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Would that be true? Would that be contextually true? You bet it would. Now, are we trying to tempt God? No. We're proven out. We're proven out the truth of God's word. We're we're 
we're proving out the truth of God's word. See, the Bible says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So it is a law. It is a spiritual law that if I appropriate that in my life, the promises of God, and I begin to say what God said and believe what God said about that, the law of the spirit of life supersedes, overcomes, swallows up the law of sin and death. And the law of sin and death is what precipitates all these deadly germs and plagues and all these different things. And as the Lord Jesus Christ said in the last days, there's going to be pestilences. But guess what? He is the ultimate antidote for them. And the application of his word works 100% of the time if we work his word. Hallelujah. So why is this? This blesses us, right? But what does it do? It blesses the people we come in contact with. So when you're, when you're working with people and, you know, they, everybody's got their mask on and their goggles on and their hat on and their coat on and all these different things, that they, and you don't. Now, I'm saying if, if you feel more comfortable with putting it on, then wear it. I'm not going I'm, I'm, I'm to put you down for doing that. I'm not going to make it. I'm just, it's humorous to me. Because I got inside information. It's not because of who who I am. It's whose I am. Not because I'm great. It's because he's great. Glory to God. So when we allow that to roll over our hearts, the truth of God's word, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life, it's a law. Just like we have laws like gravity is a law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus means that I don't have to be subjected to any of the contaminants or diseases or viruses or the things that the devil would try to infiltrate our society with and radiate fear. Because I know that if we go to the root and it's coming fearful, it says in this Bible that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, so if fear is trying to come to me and make me afraid, then I'm not going to have confidence in God. So I know that God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So when we as believers take God at his word and believe what he said, no weapon formed against me can prosper. It changes my whole outlook. It changes everything I do. I'm not walking around trying to avoid getting sick. Personally, I don't walk around and I'm concerned about it. Have you ever been around somebody that's, oh, oh, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, I I don't want to give you, I don't want to give you my cold. I don't want to give you my uh, pneumonia. Well, you know, I'm not giving it. It may be yours, but it ain't mine. I'm not, I'm not claiming it for me. Right? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So if I'm talking wrong, I'll be thinking wrong and believing wrong. That's why you have to be careful about your words because words either release life or death, blessing or cursing. And right now, everybody, I mean literally everybody, everywhere you go, it's just blasting you all the time. I mean, look, let's see. If I pick up my phone here and I look, let's see, I go on to yeah, headline news, whatever. Anything. Okay. Well, here, let's see. I got, okay, this is the Drudge Report. Okay. I'm not saying to listen to them. Okay. But listen, 
Outbreak spreads to 32 states and D.C. Inside administration. Debate rages over what to tell public. <laughs> what to tell public. Oh, what are they holding? What are they withholding from me? What don't I know? Official. White House didn't want to tell seniors not to fly. Trump. Perfectly coordinated and fine-tuned plan. Federal agencies prepare for disruptions. Cuomo declares state of emergency in New York. First deaths in Florida. Most daunting virus in half a century. Now, does this instigate just, just a lot of confidence? Just a lot of, man, I want to go on a trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, no, I uh, do you, read it this oh, you already read it. <laughs> Man, you memorized it, right? <laughs> what's the next line? What? No, but what, what's the next line? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna, <laughs> okay, but listen. Oh, yeah, all hospital beds filled with patients by May 8th. You better get, your, get signed up now. <laughs> hey, if you're planning on going in, go. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get your reservation yet? <laughs> you probably have to give them a credit card. <laughs> but blood donations steadily dwindle. <laughs> if you need blood, you're in trouble. Pope goes live stream to fight epidemic. <laughs> Nightmare of living in isolation. Shoppers throw punches over toilet paper. <laughs> Does this, does this sound like fun? Does it sound like fear hath torment? <laughs> People throwing punches over toilet paper. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, don't squeeze the charmers, man. <laughs> I mean, Italy restricts quarter of a population. Travel chaos. CP, CPAC virus nightmare. CDC has only tested 1,583. Grand, Grand Princess cruise passenger describes hellish quarantine. We'll dock in Oakland. Brother, you don't want to go to Oakland right now. <laughs> Baboons enlisted in humankind's war on virus. Robbers wearing surgical masks rob New York casino. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, these are just the highlights. Think about this, though. Now, we're laughing about it. Again, I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not making fun of somebody who's died. I'm not saying it's not a... But right here, what does this do? Does this make you to want to go on a... Does it just cause a fear frenzy? It does. It does. And don't go outside. Don't mow your yard. You know, don't do this. Don't, do, don't go shopping. And all this... What did they say the other day about grocery outlet? They said that, or was it Fred Myers? Or they said they were going to be all out of something by no, something. Else, they were out of carts for 45 minutes. And... No, but they said something along the lines of they, they figured oh, the shelves hand, were going to... Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and, they, and they are, and I'm not... I, and again, I'm not making... I'm, I'm not saying don't wash your hands or use sanitizer or Lysol. But here's the thing is, is what's, what do we first do? We, we claim the promises of God, Amen. right? And then just have good sense, wash our hands, right? And, and, and good hygiene, that type of thing. But don't, but you, listen, there's so many things you could die of 
without this even going on? I believe one day we are going to have a video replay in heaven of all the things that the Lord protected us from when we were here on earth that we didn't even know about. Are you with me? What were you going to say? Kathy was at Costco the other day. They were all out of water except for distilled water. Oh, is that right? (laughs) There was a bunch of the distilled water. Oh, well, see, the people don't... Yeah. Well, well, that's a lot, isn't it? Think about it. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has done what? Made me free from the law of sin and death. So I'm not afraid. You shouldn't be afraid. Let's say that together. I am not afraid of anything. Now, not just having that as words, but believing that. And standing against that. Right? So Jesus said, in the last days, these things are going to happen. So, you vaccinate yourself with the 91st Psalm. Now, we spoke of this just for a minute last Sunday. But I want to read this to you. And you should make this a part of your daily reading. It's a good one. Now, these promises were true in the Old Testament, mind you. Think about how much more true they are in the New Testament by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the everlasting covenant. Amen. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. What are we saying of the Lord? He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely. Surely. Surely, what does that mean? Surely, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The noisome pestilence. Here we got it again. The noisome pestilence, right? He shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrows that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence. He says pestilence here, just pestilence in verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Now how does this start out, this whole song, as a confession? He that dwelt in the secret place of the most high. So that is the key that unlocks all these promises here. Saying of the Lord, dwelling in the secret place, but confessing what he already said belongs to us. No evil will befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, and they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he hath set his love upon me. 
See, just knowing God loves me because God loves you. Man, if somebody loves you, do they want to harm you? No, they don't. No, the Father God loves us. He doesn't want to hurt us. So we know this can't come from him, right? Because he set his love upon me. Look at this. I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Because he hath known my name. What, do, what name do we have? The name of Jesus. What is the name of Jesus? The name above every name. Hallelujah. So when fear comes, say, I bind it in the name of Jesus. You say, I stand against fear in the name of Jesus. Fear go from me. Fear, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Because fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him and honor him. With long life, verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I encourage every one of you to read this every day. To remind yourself before you go anywhere, before you do anything, that this psalm belongs to me. Because I'm a child of God and I have covenant rights and this is mine. This is mine. Put the word me in there instead of him. That's right. That's right. You put your own name in here. Because he's redeemed you from all the hand of the enemy. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Think about that. Because now we have the opportunity to show real Christianity. To love people, to help people. And again, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just, all I'm telling you is that to me, I see what the devil does. And it's sad. But yet, what is... Job 5.22 say, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. I say, ha ha, that ain't coming towards me. Ha ha, that's not coming on me. Ha ha. Because at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. I'm not going to get it just because somebody else had it. I mean, that's foolish thinking. Because they say, oh, one person got it over in this city. Oh, one person over there. Oh, well, how did that one person get there? And now everybody's going to be infected? I don't think so. No. Glory to God. Let's stand to our feet. Let's give God thanks. Amen. Let's thank him that we have been redeemed. I said we have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Glory to God. We don't have to be afraid. I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Father, right now. We thank you for that blessed assurance, the truth of your word, that, Lord, we feasted on this morning because, Lord, we need to be reminded of these things. We need to hold those fast in our heart because, Lord, we know that these promises are yea and amen. We know they're timeless. We know they're true. We know they belong to us. But we remind ourselves this morning, Lord God, that we believe them and we say them. We say of the Lord, he is my refuge. We say of the Lord, we say he is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. I trust him over the doctors. I trust him over the news media. I trust him over all those that would try to radiate fear because the greater one lives on the inside of me. And the greater one is God himself. 
and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has the full effects on my life. And so no disease, germ, virus, bacteria, or any enemy that would invade my body has no rightful privilege or prerogative to do so because I have authority over it. Because Jesus said, you will trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. Now, Lord, we have full confidence in that. And we want to thank you today. And I pray over every person here today, Father, in the name of Jesus, that these words will sink deep inside of every person and that each and every one of us, Father God, in a full, fresh measure of strength will go forth from this place today. And Lord, as a Christian, as a Christian in humility, go forward and tell people about the promises of God and a loving Savior, and it didn't come from heaven, and it is not a blessing from God, and it's not the Lord trying to teach us something, and it's not because he's mad at us that this happened. It's because the devil's real, but he's been defeated. And that's the good news that we can believe for ourselves and tell the world around us about. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to dismiss you and I'll pray for those that need prayer. But I want to remind you something. Um, John Alexander Dowry, who had his church over in Australia, I want to, this will encourage you. His church members were all dying from the plague. It's back in the late 1800s. And he's just crying out to God. He thought he was going to lose every single one of them. Almost like 50 had died. And he cried out to God in his study. And he said, God... What's going on here? And while he's sitting there at his desk, reading, all of a sudden, Acts 10.38 leaped off the page to him. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he got it. Right then, it just blew up on the inside of him. He says, God, it's not you, it's the devil. So from that point on, nobody died in his church. He went immediately and prayed for this young one, and they were healed, and no one else died in his church. And that's when he came over to America shortly thereafter. But see, no weapon formed against you should prosper. You hold fast to that, and you come against the spirit of fear and kick it out of your house. You say, no, the blood of Jesus is applied to this home. It's an invader. Everything else cannot come in here that's going to hurt is, a, and is of the enemy. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen? And then go out and love people. Help people. Help them because people need help. They're, they're, oh, people are open to pray. They want, well, I'm a fan. I'm concerned. I'm this and that. Say, well, you know what? I've got good news for you. And then start sharing the gospel. Amen? Amen. Because that helps people. I said that helps people. Right. Amen. Are you blessed today? You. I said, are you blessed today? Well, Father, as we go from here, we thank you for your blessings upon our life. We thank you for helping us, Father God, to take the good news of the gospel, the confidence we have in you. And Lord, know that we have nothing to be afraid of. And that, Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we can do all things. We can believe his word. We can stand upon your promises, knowing that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, the curse of sickness and disease, and every plague and every pestilence and every damnable thing that would ever be known on planet Earth because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. So, Father, thank you for helping us and strengthening us in this area. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.